1: I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined by Maurea Karatai in Fakatani, Kiora, Kia ora, to Sam. How goes it? It's going very well. Interesting news over the last couple of days. What's your take?
0: Um, I think that we will be surprised at what the source is, and I think that this is my prediction. Um, And that we'll probably end up going into a big lockdown, not impressed with the number of Aucklanders who all flew off to Queenstown after they were told they were going into lockdown. That was pretty uncool.
1: But this is our chance to show how good we are, that it wasn't a fluke the first time. (laughs) Very true. And who are we introducing today?
0: Today we're introducing somebody who's just had a significant impact on my life actually, Uh, Linda Ho from Mount Wanganui, well not originally but she can tell her story. Um, I was, um, I found her via an Australian organisation when I decided that I need to lose 50 kilos and looked for um, a thing called a virtual gastric band where you get hypnotised to think that you have a gastric band and so I contacted did this film, and they put me in touch with Linda. And Linda is an amazing person, so I thought she'd to interview. Welcome, Linda. Hi. Thanks for having me.
1: So, how was your lockdown? I'm talking about the um, first lockdown. How was your how was your bubble life?
2: My bubble life. So, I'm living here with my husband, and we have two children. One just turned two, and it was quite interesting. It was actually really interesting. Um, we had lots of fun with the kids and, you know, did lots of experiments and um, yeah, lots of fun actually creating stuff. I took some old paintings down and we kind of painted over them again. And did, I did, um, you know, finger paint with yogurt and, you know, um, food, food paint. And I actually did a water fast for 10 days. Because I heard how um, it actually helps you to really go really deep within you and really catapults you from a spiritual perspective. And I thought, well, I will give that a go because, you know, I, I like to try things to see how I feel about them and just try things out. But while I was doing that water fast for 10 days, I got really passionate about cooking, weirdo-wise, because I wasn't eating any of it. So I forced fed my husband and always said, okay, you got to tell me how it tastes because I can't try it because I'm doing this water fast. And he was like, you're force feeding me. But I tried lots of vegan stuff and raw food and um, I baked for the first time in my life (laughs) bridge and yeah it was a really interesting experience and the first two weeks we actually felt like having a guilt-free holiday to be honest we were still swimming in the ocean and you know here where we go to the beach there's really no one anyway so there's there was lots of space for everyone um who was there and that's never you know if it's 10 people it's a lot of so yeah we actually had a really great time towards the end you know, I, I was happy for our kids to go back to daycare, to be really honest. <laughs> but other than that, it was, it was, it was nice.
1: So were you trying to work from home with small children in the house?
2: No, definitely not. Um, I've got two and, and I'm done.
1: Do <laughs> you live near the beach?
2: Yeah, we live like 12 minutes walk, walk away from the beach here in in the mound.
1: So during the lockdown, did it feel like it was back to being just a little local beach, private beach for the people that live there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you would really just see the neighbours, you know, everyone would go for their daily walk, you know, with the dogs and the kids, (laughs) go to the beach.
1: We've talked about this with lots of people. And it was kind of strange how the thing about not being able to do the the community thing actually brought communities together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we would you know, keep our distance from each other. We would but we would always ask how are you guys doing? you know, is everything okay? And and we actually just moved here two months before the lockdown or one and a half months. So we were still fairly new. Um here because we lived in Pap- Papamoa before, but we were very, very glad that we, that we arrived here by the time because it was, yeah, it was really nice to be here.
1: Where's your accent from?
2: So I was born in Germany and my family is actually from Poland. So I was the first child born in Germany and uh, um, left the first time when I was 20 and then I left again when I was 27. Like I came back when I was 21 and then I left again when I was 27. And now I'm a Kiwi to be (laughs) almost Kiwi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's play the first of your music selections. Let's have happy. Other than the obvious reason for happy, why happy?
2: Well, I kind of, that song came out when I was in India doing my yoga teacher training. And I was living in an ashram and I was listening to that song every morning. And it was 5 a.m. because, or 5 or 6, because we had, you know, we were starting really early to meditate and, you know, do all the cleansing practices. And I would always dance down, like, you know, in India, the mud roads. But it was, I don't know, such a cool tune and such a cool time for me. So, yeah, I, yeah, I just thought I'm choosing some happy songs to kind of, you know, upbeat and get some good vibrations. It might seem crazy, that's what we need, I think, more than ever.
1: So what do you think is the role of being positive, Linda?
2: It's, it's a life changer. You know, if we're optimistic, if we look at challenges as an opportunity to grow, or, you know, when we go through a very difficult time and we're looking at the silver lining or at the things we learn through that, um, through that experience, that's how we get more empowered and how we catapult ourselves to the next level. Like when you talk to entrepreneurs or, um, you know, anyone who is like a little bit of a self-development junkie, you kind of see that when people go through a harsh time, they know that something amazing is coming right after, because that's how, how, how the rhythm is. Like, so everyone, you know, when they go through shit, they're like, yeah, something amazing is about to happen. Like, and get already really excited. So, yeah, it will change your life, you know. If you're looking at the things which um which you can do rather than focusing on what you can't do, you know, or reframing yourself, you know. We didn't call it a lockdown, we called it a guilt free holiday. And I was like, Look, the government look, imagine the government would have told us, Hey guys, you're gonna stay home for six weeks, we're gonna we're gonna pay you money and you're only allowed to go to the beach and to the parks and you just you know, you just have to stay distance from other people, but we pay you for that. Would, would you agree for that? A lot of people would agree to that, right? But when they say, no, you've got to be locked down and, you know, then it's obviously yeah, a different, different, different scenario. And, you know, of course, I know, you know, there are businesses which have to pay rent and stuff. They're obviously a little bit harder affected than, you know, some other people. We were fortunate enough to work from home, so... It was like, phew.
1: (laughs) It's interesting how we do get a holiday every year, usually around Christmas, and we manage to fill it up with running around being busy. But this one was kind of different because we weren't allowed to be busy.
2: Exactly. It's almost like um, the world told us to stop and look inside. Like There was nowhere to go except in nature, you know? And not even far away, so you kind of had to walk. You weren't allowed to drive.
1: <laughs> but during the lockdown, I remember quite clearly a day when we were out walking on the hills behind our place, and saying, "This is quite nice. Why don't why let's 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 keep with this for a bit?" And then as soon as we came down through the lockdown levels, we all r- rushed back to being busy.
2: Yeah, I are we mean, addicted some to take- some sort
1: of weird busyness thing?
2: I think so. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a habit. It's a habit, you know, we have all sorts of weird habits, you know, habits of being busy, habits of running around and thinking we have to do so many things. And I think that experience really showed us that there's actually not that much we need to do. Like when we're really honest, you know, we can also just stop and just, you know, just take a break from everything and the world still be will really you fine.
1: I liked how you described that as reframing to what you can do. How do you be positive when it is not that great? I mean, while we're being a little bit flippant about the fact that we all had a great holiday, recognizing that there are a lot of people who are suffering and there's people and are vulnerable, so it's not a it's not a, and people are dying. It's not a good place for the world to be. How do we maintain a positive outlook?
2: So. I think, to staying positive, there are a few components. You know, first of all, like, okay, if you can change something, then change it, you know. There's lots of support there from the government. There are lots of subsidies people can get and support in that perspective. When you, like, quite feel low anyway, there is, like, also um, nutritional-wise stuff to look at, you know. You need to make sure you have enough vitamin B. You need to make sure you have enough vitamin D, which which you're getting from the sun – When you're not having, um, you know, sunscreen on, um, just, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, you know, so your body can absorb that vitamin D. Magnesium, you know, um, I heard from a nurse um, in a conference, there's a big correlation between mental issues and magnesium deficit. There are so many things nutritional. We also need to make sure there are in order having a good night's sleep, having quality sleep, you know, just go earlier to bed because um, I think in the first few hours of the night is actually where the body replenishes the best. And then you can have little rituals, you know, do like meditation. You know, you can do five minutes. If you feel like you're having a monkey mind, you can listen on YouTube to someone who's guiding you or just focus on your breathing. When you're doing breathing, you know, you're counting four times in, holding four, four counts, and then breathing out for four counts. Things like that. They will straightway slow your brain waves down and just relax you a little bit more. So there are a few th- things. Like when people struggle a lot, um, you know, I like to approach a problem or a difficulty. I just throw everything I know at it, and I research more because I just want to move on from that. or move through it as as best and quick as I can. If you feel like a big wave of emotions, find out what emotion it is. Like, is it sadness? Is it anger? And then journal a little bit and ask yourself, okay, where is that original sadness actually coming from? Or where's the anger coming from? Because usually in the present moment when we get triggered by something, that's usually not the root cause of the problem. The root cause of the problem comes from somewhere else. And we need to find out where that somewhere else is and release it there. Because once that's they're released, you lose the charge to the present moment because the present moment was never the issue. So that's the way our subconscious mind is showing us that hey, you got a wound there and you need to heal that and that's why it's been re So if people have a big, you know, big waves of emotions just stop for a second and ask yourself, okay, what am I feeling here? You know, what beliefs are there? Is there something like I'm not good enough or I'm alone, I'm not supported? And just go a little bit, you know, on, on a little um, timeline tour, you know, and ask your ask your higher self, your unconscious mind, ask it where it's coming from and just ask yourself, what do you need to learn from that emotion? Because once we have all the learnings, which are positive learnings, they usually make you feel empowered, but it can also be something like forgiveness or, um, you know, setting boundaries, speaking up for what you want or, um, you know, being kinder to yourself. You know, there are thousands and thousands of positive learnings you can have. And when you have them all, you will feel the emotion will leave your body. You, it's really like an instant thing. Like as soon as you have all your learnings, the emotion will leave. And it's, I'm always so fascinated when it happened or when I'm doing with, with clients, so, you know, this technique. Everyone's like, yeah, it's gone. I don't feel it anymore. It's like, yeah, great, isn't it? Like, And so if you're having a wave of things, just ask yourself, okay, what is it you're feeling and what do you need to learn from that and where is it coming from? And just be kind to yourself. You know, it is a lot going on. And um, I heard from my friend. She's an astrologer. It's also a lot of planets on retrograde, which, which are supposedly also, you know, affect us a lot. So I think it's just a lot going on in the world everywhere. So we just need to be kind to ourselves and just work on our emotions as we go and do the best we can.
1: And there's an awful lot that we can't fix. We individually can't fix the mess that America's in for example. Is that is do you then ignore that or do you somehow accept that it is but this, this is what I can do? For myself, beside that or something how how would you how do you position yourself against those things that are are too big for us to fix
2: um, well i'm personally I'm not a big fan of um of mainstream media in all honesty. I think if you want to have real information, you need to go and research yourself um and yeah, well, it's no point for us New Zealanders to look what happened in America because we can't do anything about it. we can't fix it. Uh, We're not there, so we can't even go on the street and protest or anything like that. So, you know, if you can't do anything about it, what's the point? If you are getting into it and you're just hyping yourself up, getting anxiety or depression or fear or anger about certain things, you're just pouring more bad energy around, you know, and it's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your children. It's going to affect, you know, the people around you. So if you can't change anything about something, I would just stay away from it, you know. Uh, we had really during the lockdown, we had like once a day or every two days, we would go on the official page, have a look what's going on to get official, you know, information, what, what the guidelines are. And then we just would close it again because, like, I mean, what's the point?
0: Bubble sprite of the forest of Aurakanui, Dillon's favorite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie.
3: Kyoto, ora koutou, I mihi kia koutou, ho ho. I hope you're all having this day, beautiful superstars in your beloved universes. And I really hope that whatever is happening around you, wherever you are, this journey that we're all on together is going to be very rewarding, very fulfilling, very nourishing and is illuminating for you more and more each day who you are. The triumph of nature's art, Perfect yeah making things better thank you so of course today is my birthday and i'm just so grateful and i've had the best day and it's been really fascinating and i've been excited to talk to you about it so thank you very much for having me i'm very honored and of course we find ourselves heading back potentially into various states of being that we have experienced before and this is a bit like it, having a birthday because so of course we have this special day every year where we acknowledge our life and we celebrate our life and I've been so grateful to have the opportunity to do that today at home and not have to go anywhere, not have to do anything particularly except relax and recuperate after my exciting mystery fever adventure in hospital. Eden Hospital. But I've been able to connect with my dear friends all over the world, thanks to wonderful technology. I've been able to connect with my beautiful family all over the world, thanks to amazing technology. I've been able to stay in touch with hundreds of people all day, feel their love and appreciation thanks to wonderful technology. And I've been able to host several people at the beautiful mansion for a very brief jaunts and visits and deliveries of ice cream and amazing presents like a poncho all covered with beautiful native birds and i've been able to spend time with the beautiful hey hey atawa at hey hq the beautiful hens and the beautiful kittens and beautiful Harvey penfold and we have realised that we all love eating eggs, including the beautiful kittens, Poirot and Hastings. this is very exciting. So, we can now be totally self sufficient with the beautiful hay hay and the beautiful veggie garden. And now that the hay hay are free and happily frolicking around, there's a huge sense for me today of that abundance of life that surrounds us and supports us. And whatever happens, a sense that. We have been in this situation before and we have got through, we have made it through. So I totally believe in us and I know that because we have been through this before, there are all kinds of strategies that we now have that we didn't have the first time around, which will make it a lot easier and more manageable, is my personal perception. So I hope that for all of you, you're having the opportunity to reconnect with those aspects of yourself that helped you get through our first COVID adventure and I hope that you're also seeing ways in which you can do things differently now if you need to and most importantly to me feeling that love and support that comes from that infinite web of life that surrounds us and I've been particularly aware today of course because it is my birthday that real sense of vibrant life that is coursing through our miraculous bodies constantly animating us every cell electrically charged fueling us and the all the processes of life all the wonderful relationships that we have with all life that has ever been lived all life that will ever be lived we are in exchange we are in relationship with this life and oh I just feel so grateful so I'm very very pleased to have this time with you and I know that for all of us this is a time of up and down this is a, an emotional roller coaster that we're all on together so I hope that you are finding lots of ways to support yourselves and those who love you and that you are getting a lot of support too and I know something that's been very different for me this birthday is that I just feel completely grateful for everything that has ever happened to me and in previous years I've really struggled with birthdays and it's been, you know, regretting things or feeling I could have done things differently but now I'm just so grateful to be at a point where I realise that everything is helping everything as part of this process of co-evolution and i'm just so grateful to be part of it and to be here and be alive so thank you for having me and i'll look forward to talking tomorrow thanks so much
1: so we've seen lots of societal changes over the last few months what do you think will stick and what do you hope will stick
2: what i hope will stick well, I will I will hope that people are more aware of what's going on and, you know, people take a little bit more charge, you know, about their health as well. Like I see so many people, you know, suffering, but they didn't thought about, you know, taking care of their health and stuff before. So I think I would people, you know, like people to be just aware to, to do their own research as well, you know. I had an experience where, where I was sick for three years and I you know, was seeing a lot of specialists back in Germany and I went from specialist to specialist and no one could really help me. But then, you know, someone told me to go to this Chinese doctor and she gave me this really horrible tea and she changed my diet. And then I started looking at food because that kind of helped me. It didn't fix the problem, but it helped me manage it. And I didn't have to take any pills from the doctors anymore because they would put me continuously on antibiotics. And... Yeah, I kind of start looking into food and then I did this massive detox and it healed everything. It healed all my problems and I never had those again. And I think if we are just a little bit more aware of what we're eating, how we're nurturing our bodies, you know, having lots of fresh herbs, having lots of vegetables and um, yeah, just eating really healthy and having lots of water, we wouldn't have to struggle in a lot of things. And I think our body would have the capacity to just focus on healing our body rather than continuously having to detoxify our body because our body is really fascinating. I mean, when I went through my nursing training, um, you know, I mean, you always have just the virus, virus once, right? Once the body knows the virus, it has antibodies. Like our body is so smart and can do so many things. So I think we should really start taking charge of that and treating our body like a very smart tool and giving it all the tools it needs to function properly.
1: If we take the, you, you, you're talking about working with with individuals. Even if you're talking to them in a group, it's still a, an, an individual mindset kind of deal. If we take these thoughts of self development, positive mindset, and so on, and aim to have a positive society, what might that look like? Kinda.
2: more relaxed.
1: How might we get there? Do we have to convince everybody or is it a matter of some people just getting on and doing it?
0: I think
2: as more as we get to do it, um, as more, um, you know, as quicker we will be all affected. But um, I just actually, was it yesterday, I listened to, you know, there was someone starting a revolution and they actually just needed 20% for them to agree with their message. So when we think about that, um so we just need 20% and then it's becoming more and more as we go because more and more people will see the value of that and it will just ripple out. Because like, you know, you're changing one person, but they will talk to their friends, they will talk to their family about their results, how they feel, how much energy they have, and you know, how better life is being kinder and how great how many great things happen to them through that. Like I'm a big believer and I think looking at my life, I can really see evidence that that's true. If we're going, we are getting what we want and we are getting what we ask for. So if we're consciously focusing on the negative, we will get more negative things because when you think about how the brain works, we are actually processing 126 bits per second, but we are choosing those those, those seconds because we are actually been thrown at us two million bits so we are choosing 126 bits and we're doing it because of our values our beliefs our culture religion like everything what created our personality and character so if we keep focusing on the positive and we focus on what we want what the brain does it scans the two million bits for possibilities opportunities and things which will help us to get there so you know, so why wouldn't you make everything you want part of your 126 bits and leave everything you don't want behind you and stop focusing on it? It's not about being ignorant. You you know, you need to know what's going on and be realistic, but then you can move on again and focus on the things you want rather than staying there and parking at everything you can't have or is not working for you right now. It's just going to make you miserable.
1: Someone we talked to on these conversations, I think it was Thomas Wynn, said... People ask him if he's a glass half empty or a glass half full kind of guy, and he says he's just grateful for the existence of water or wine. I can't remember <laughs> which one he said. But 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 it's kind of like looking at it at a different level.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, gratitude is a perfect tool to, you know, open up the the channels of receiving greatness.
1: So if we're trying to take on some of the bigger challenges, we've got a big challenge now, but it's kind of it's urgent and and immediate. But there is bigger challenges, climate change, social injustice, the the sorts of things that have been around for, for generations and will probably be around for generations. What do you think we can learn from how we've dealt with the pandemic for those sorts of questions
2: I think we just need to clean up things as they come and not postpone them to any later days because, you know, there's no better time than now. Like, I mean, when is the best time to, to plant a tree? It's, it's today, right? I mean, actually it was 20 years ago, but it's not possible. So let's do it today. And I think we just need to take care of things and challenges today as they come up. Like, you know, I, I thought if everyone who goes to, to the beach would pick up three pieces of trash, it would make a big difference. You know we don't have to do it all by ourselves but if everyone does a little bit it's creating a massive wave of change and a massive change a positive change
0: so easy isn't it to um, to say ah oh, we missed the boat twenty years ago oh well mm. the acceptance of mediocrity and and not willing to yeah, so it's, it's so easy to find an excuse to not do things. Yeah, we we do that all the time. We make excuses to not do things. Yeah,
2: you know, I've got a. There's a good question I started asking myself. Um, you know, I always ask myself, what would my successful self do, or my billion dollar self? What what would she do? She would do it now, she wouldn't postpone, like she would push through you know you know the thing is when we push through challenges, that's when the growth is just like crazy because we didn't give up, and you know I don't say don't take a break here and there, of course, we all need breaks, but you know, even if you just tiptoe but keep moving where you wanna go and just believe you're gonna you're gonna get there, you know, and if you have a setback, just say, "Well, yeah, I'm kinda you know fucked up today, but tomorrow I'm gonna be fucking awesome again like."
1: <laughs> but, is there a, awesome. but is there a space for it's it's okay not to succeed we don't have to be perfect lots of people had great plans for things to do during the lockdown i went out and bought a big tin of varnish to put on the windowsills didn't happen am i worried about it no You can still
2: do it in the next lockdown. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. Is is, is the part of it about not beating yourself up?
2: Oh, definitely. It's no point beating yourself up. You know, we also just need to, you know, give ourselves authority to be imperfect. Like, no one is perfect anyway. And sometimes, you know, we underestimate what we can do in little time. And, no, we overestimate what we can do in little time and we underestimate what we can do, you know... within a longer time, time of period. So just because it didn't happen then, you know, maybe it was just not the right time for it to happen.
1: Let's take Justin Timberlake.
4: I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off of my city. Off from my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body When it drops, ooh I can't take my eyes off of it Moving so phenomenally Come on, like the way we rock it So don't stop On. I don't need no reason, don't need control, I fly so high, no ceiling when I'm in my zone, cause I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet, I feel that hot blood in my body,
1: like an appropriate song for somebody on Mount Maunganui
2: yeah
1: it's it's always sunny there isn't it
2: yeah pretty much I mean we moved down from Auckland and god I'm glad we moved
1: (laughs) so you've been out and about doing things it looks like that might come to a bit of a hold for a while again
2: Yeah. Well, we already got, uh, um, you know, bought more weights for the home and we bought lots of kids games. We have like, you know, lots of activity stuff for them. So every other day we can come up with something new. Are
1: the kids little enough that it doesn't need explaining? It's just, it just is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're two and three. So I think they actually really enjoyed the time with us at home. And, you know, I bought my daughter like some Frozen Elsa painting stuff and, like a little volcano, like a scientific little experiment, you know. So, yeah, I think we got lots of stuff to kind of, you know, educate but also have fun. And I think they will love it. They, they didn't even want to go back to normality. <laughs> they were <laughs> like, no. <laughs> we
1: just need some of that for the adults.
2: Yeah, we just got to copy our children, really, and just, you know, start seeing life out of their lenses again.
1: That's a good lesson for all of us. Maybe we should do that as a general rule.
2: I think so. Life would be so much more enjoyable because, you know, you would just get excited about little things. I mean, give them a box, right? And they're so excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what gives you hope?
2: I believe in the good. And I believe that whatever we go through, It always pushes us to something better. That's just a deep, deep belief I have within myself. And yeah, throughout my life, it always proved to be true.
1: (laughs) Have you always had that or is, is it a skill or a thing that you've developed?
2: No, I think I've always had that I was always very optimistic and I was very positive as a child and no matter what I was going through because you know my dad became manic depressive and it was really hard at times at home I was always very positive like all my friends always thought why is still laughing I mean some were really concerned because they thought I'm never crying <laughs> yeah I was always living on the brighter side of life <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I have some questions to end the show with. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years?
0: My biggest
2: success. So one of my biggest success was to immigrate here and become a permanent resident because I did it all by myself and became a nurse for it. So that was huge. Um, I was – I actually, when I was in school, I never spoke English. I even had to check what means bad to say my English is very bad. That's how bad it was when I arrived the first time um, actually in Australia. Then, yeah, I had a really good hand in picking not good partners for a very, very long time. And that got me on the journey of self-development. And, you know, so I was picking people like my dad and, you know, he's kind of not so faithful at times (laughs) and that was not how I wanted to end up so yeah big achievement was for me to break that pattern and let go of everything what made me do those things And, and then finally meet my husband and then you know have my children and start my own business so actually now I'm living my dream life of four years ago like four years ago what I'm living now was what I wanted to live. That was my dream. And everyone who knows me from back that time, they were like, yeah, you said you're going to do it and now you're doing it.
1: Is it a matter, do you need to like articulate it? Do you need to like specify this is these are the elements of it or is it a, a grand vision that doesn't have detail?
2: Um, well, there is a grand vision for sure. And there's lots of work involved with that. Like, you know, I'm doing so much, you know, with, you know, some spiritual work or it's also, you kind of see a lot of spiritual stuff back in self-development with visualizing, you know, connecting to that feeling of that vision you want to have. And then, you know, I feel like the universe or the world just throws you things you need to do to kind of get there. So, you know, there was lots of learning, um, especially around self-beliefs, you know, fear of success, fear of failure. You know to let all those things go and just do it anyway no matter what happens and move through no matter what the world throws at you because I mean you know alone thinking back in the days you know Germany was landlocked no one ever thought I'm gonna live next to the beach and now I am
1: <laughs> so we're writing a book of these conversations it's called tomorrow's heroes it's our collection of people doing good work so you're on our team. What is the superpower that has got you into our mansion?
2: My superpower? Yeah. My, um, well, probably my work and my optimism and personality, I think.
1: <laughs> Do you consider yourself to be an activist?
2: I'm definitely speaking out for what I believe is the truth. I I don't know if I would say, you know, with two little kids, I don't see myself being on the street and, you know, protesting. Well, it depends really how bad things go, right? I mean, if things are really bad, (laughs) I'll probably also protest. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely an activist for health, for taking charge, for, you know, being self-responsible because that's the only way we will change our own lives. We cannot wait for something outside of, outside of ourselves to change. And, you know, if you're struggling now or, you know, something with the business, be creative. You know, how can you teach online? How can you go online? How can you do things differently? And there are opportunities and possibilities out there. And people are still earning a lot of money. We just have to change the way we think. And the people who will be fastest adaptable will just fly through it, you know, and be fine.
1: What motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning?
2: My children, because they wake me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and my vision. Yeah, definitely my vision. Like, I feel like, you know, going back or stopping is just not an option.
1: What challenge are you looking forward to in the next year or so?
2: Um, well, we were planning a big event called Her Story, which is a social empowerment event for women to share their powerful stories. And that was um, planned for mid-November because I'm chairperson for Toranga, And probably a challenge would be to reorganize that in case we are in lockdown and, you know, reorganize the speakers and all of that. So that would be probably a challenge I'm looking forward to. But, you know, there's also, again, like, you know, we can take the whole thing online and just make it happen in a different way. I'm a big believer that, you know, whatever happened meant to happen and it will just be fine somehow.
1: question I forgot to ask earlier is about the communication that we're getting from the government. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of the sorts of words that you've been talking about coming out from the prime minister is is it i don't want to don't want to make it sound as though it's being cynical but it's a deliberate decision that they're making to be positive
2: um i don't know i'm not really i'm not really listening that much to what the government says to be honest i'm just checking on the official pages what's going on so i don't really you know i never really hear her speaking um that's just what i do for me and my life because i know it served me very well and it helped me to get me where i want and it does the same thing to my clients to my friends and when i look at other entrepreneurs i've been working together to everyone who is doing things in that way those people are progressing those people are moving towards what they want to create and what they want to achieve in life and people who are focusing on what's not working or what's negative they're just getting more miserable. They're just finding more things to be miserable about. And I just found it, you know, I mean, I want to enjoy my time here on Earth. So I just try to make the best out of things and create what, what I meant to come to create.
1: And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners?
2: Yeah, if if you're struggling, dive into self development. Like you know, there are so much free resources on YouTube. You know, um, there are lots of things. You know, start meditating, and I love, and I teach that all my clients as well learn to listen to your inner gut instinct you know we are given an instinct for a reason and when we start to meditate or breathe and just you know even yoga like things which calm you down um you can connect to that part of yourself which has that inner wisdom and just ask yourself you know what will help me to be happier what will help me to move through this you know what do i need to do to create money what do i need to do create business like Connect with that inner source of wisdom within yourself and ask yourself how you get to those places. But ask yourself positive and empowering questions. That's how you're getting positive, empowering answers, which will help you to get where you want to go. Rather than focusing, why is it happening to me? You know, you will find lots of negative answers to that as well. But what you focus on is where your energy will flow to and what will grow. So ask yourself positive questions. Connect to that inner wisdom and see what comes up, you know.
1: Thank you very much for that. Moira.
0: Um, I really well twenty years ago, but we can't go back. So let's plant trees today. I really want to just go and plant some trees right now. <laughs> Look, that's exactly right. We we stop looking back and start looking forward and take Charge of this minute now. Hey, eh? that's yeah. what we have. We have right now. We don't have any other time. Exactly.
1: And positive. The present
0: is a an gift.
1: And positive and empowering questions. Let's go out to Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry. Be happy. Yes, I like that.
5: I give you my phone number. When you're worried, call me. I need you happy. Down it
1: You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, Positive Conversations with People in Their Bubbles, Their Safe Spaces Around the World. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We've had a contribution from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyuz Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani, and Linda Ho in Mount Monganui. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't worry. <laughs>
5: I'm not worried I'm happy
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On Air